Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In the decade of the 2020s, even the great cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul were not spared the woes of contemporary life. And at times of fear and confusion, the job of entertaining the public was the responsibility of My Talk 1071, a great metropolitan radio station whose reputation for laughter and giving back to the community had become a symbol of hope for the Twin Cities. My Talk 1071 presents Jason Matheson, Alexis Thompson, Holly Roberts. Jason and Alexis in the morning with Holly Roberts. And good morning again. And welcome to the third hour of Jason and Alexis in the morning. Live on my talk 1071 and live streaming on a device near you. I'm Jason, Lex and Holly. Coming up in just a little bit, Alexis Thompson has the Wednesday edition of Am I the Ass Hat? Holly has the full-size dirt alert. And then at 8.30, I really, 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 really hate something. Like, really hate something. Mm-hmm. We have a prize, too, don't we, Holly? Do we have a prize? No prize. No. Oh, that's 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 a lie? Okay. I'll... Oh, the lie. Yeah, look, no, man. We didn't even have uh, promos today. No, we no, just had a Donna and Steve t-shirt. No. Oh, I'm sorry, what? What? The, the morning show's giving away Donna and Steve t-shirts now? Uh, no, they're giving away t-shirts. Yeah. Oh. That's all that's in our uh, promo software is a, is a t-shirt that they're supposed to give away. You need to do that for trivia. Yeah. Oh, got yeah, it, got you know. it, got yeah, it, yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. We're I not giving you. away their merch, are you? No. No, no. Um, and then at the end of the hour, I, I, I teased this a couple days ago, and I never got around to it. It's a fun way to end the show. I have this cheese ball vintage ABC commercial that we've played once before, uh, but not since Holly joined it. And I know you'll, it's just a kick in the pop culture pants. You'll just enjoy it. And it's so damn funny. Funny in like a smile, cute way. Uh, I'll have that for you oh, in, my pop in a little bit. Oh, groin is ready. Oh, yep. I got my good that, nut cut bun. It's, it's, yeah, Rocco will love it too. But right now, Let's get to Alexis in today's Am I the Ass? Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Am I wrong? You're not wrong, Walter. You're just an ass. Am I wrong? Am I the ass hat? Yes, we pull these right from the Reddit feed. Am I the ass? Different thing. But uh, we ask, of course, <laughs> this too. This is from their point of view. So, am I the ass hat? For refusing to pay for damages to our rental vehicle. Oh. Yeah. 
All right. He writes, my girlfriend and I took a vacation with our mutual friend and her boyfriend. We rented a car for the four of us, and her boyfriend insisted on driving since he's driven in Europe before. We, of course, agreed to split expenses like the cost of the rental, gas, mileage, etc. A few days in, he was backing out of a parking spot and forgot that he was parked next to a concrete pillar started turning the wheel and hit the pillar and the side of the car took some pretty serious damage. We dropped the car off. It was one of those contact less like services. You just drop it off about a week later. And about a week later, we got an invoice for 2000 euros for the damages. And now he wants us to split the cost with him. And I've been refusing. Here's some more context about the way he drives Every time he backs up, he puts it in reverse, slams on the gas, and does a mini burnout. So we hit the pillar with the serious speed. If he was reversing normally, he wouldn't have had he would have had time to react, and less damage would have happened if he did in fact hit it. It was completely his fault, caused by his negligence. I told him if a rock hit the windshield or if he did a random hit a random pothole and it blew a tire, I'd split the damages. But um, those are just freak accidents and understandable. He obviously is not happy about this, that I'm not willing to pay and since has tried to pressure my girlfriend to pay instead. Am I the asshat for refusing to pay for damages? 651-641-1071. He also did mention that they did get some insurance, but still it didn't cover it all. And the guy wants that to be split, the remainder, which is still significant. 651-641-1071-651-641-1071. Call the asshat hotline. (laughs) Operators are standing by. Time life operators, that that is. Um, is he though? Uh, so let me let me let me ask a question. So sure. just to recap, mm-hmm. the the right or the writer, mm-hmm. the the one that posted this, he did agree to split just the cost of renting this car, right? Yep, and gas mileage and gas and okay, all yes, that yes, stuff. yep. But he just was, split it down equally. But he was not driving said vehicle. Never drove. The other boyfriend insisted on driving the whole time since he driven in Europe before. And yeah, no. No. Not the asshat. No, not the asshat because he's not behind the wheel. It's the responsibility of the driver. If the driver hits somebody, then it's it's his fault. Unless it's, you know, I mean, I, I n- n- no. He's not responsible. He he did his share. He 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 did his part of the original agreement. He paid for the rental or uh, split it. But if there is negligence on the part of the driver, then then it's him or the insurance. It's certainly not the other couple. Holly, what do you think? Not the asshat <laughs> on this one. Yeah, you split the cost of renting the vehicle, but uh, the driver should is liable for the operation of the vehicle. And if the driver was driving like an asshat, then they have to be responsible for that. Also, if they didn't take out the proper insurance or have okay. the proper insurance coverage, like that is on them yeah. to be able to take care of that expense and that cost. The quote she by Sheree. Ew, to the nah, to the nah, nah, nah. 
Oh. No. No, 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 no. What do you think? What do you if think I was, what? if I was a driver boyfriend, I would be very embarrassed to even yeah. ask them to cover a portion of that because yes, you're the driver, you're the one acting the fool, and I would hope that while this was happening, they might have said, "Hey, you're kind of backing out pretty quickly here." Maybe he had done that before; it turned out to be a pattern. And especially if he didn't listen and continue to be that way, that's just, yeah, I would be embarrassed to even ask for it. But since he is asking, I don't think the person's an asshat now. Could this ruin their relationship forever? And is this a hill that you want to die on? That's what you have to ask yourself as well. Could you just pay for it and, you know, pay half and and be done with it? That's kind of a, I mean, clearly this person's choosing not to, but... um, I would really weigh that out if this happened to me because it, it, he did drive the whole time. And that is I, awesome. If well, and you don't want to drive. They were insistent on driving, though. The driver True. was like, I've driven in Europe before. Watch True. me drive around this Italian like bank. <laughs> True. Awesome. True. Yeah. It's like, OK, if you're so awesome, clearly you're not. And now you have to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah, this is such a hard oof, oof D. Yeah, and and again, it's the mix of friends and money, you know? Yes. It's, another, it's a different version of it, but oof, oof, it gets tricky. Sure does. It gets tricky. Ugh. Oh, there's there's nothing worse, and that's not true. There's, there's on the list of really bad things that can happen, uh, on that list is uh, you get into an accident while you're in a rental. Mm-hmm. You know, oh my God, it's just... Oof. We had that happen to us when we were rescuing my mom following the hurricane um, several years ago, two, three years ago. Yeah. And obviously. Did someone hit you or you guys hit someone else? Well, I hit. Remember, I I had rented. Colin and I flew into Houston, which was the nearest workable airport to my mom's town in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. So Colin and I flew into Houston and then rented a car there. And as we were driving into Louisiana, getting closer and closer to the epicenter of where the hurricane had hit, uh, which was my mom's town, there was debris everywhere, Lex. I mean, there was just the highways were covered with, and we ran over some debris and it punctured our tires and we had to pull over. And I had barely any cell service because cell towers were down. We didn't know anybody. Everyone was evacuated. I didn't have AAA, which I wish I had some sort of, I wish I had AAA at that point. Um, not the movers. I mean, AAA is in oh, AAA yeah. travel. Yeah. Yeah. I did not have them. And boy, I wish I would have. Um, and luckily, a man at a rest stop could help us. Um, and I gave him every piece of cash I had in my pocket just to have him help me put the spare on. Anyway, my point being is it's a horrible feeling when something happens and you're in a rental. Oh, oh my God. Yes. And you don't have the proper resources. Let's give Sharon Lee the the last word on line one. Hi, Sharon Lee. Welcome to the show. You get the last word. How do you feel about this? Um, you know, they're both asshats for not having thought of this beforehand, especially since they're friends. Um, you've got to be real careful when you do a monetary situation with your friend. But he's definitely the asshat because when he when he decided to pay for uh, half the car, he decided to take half the responsibility for whatever happens in the car. 
Mm. That's just mm. the way it is. I mean, mm. really. So I hate to say it, but he's the asshat, and he should be paying for half of whatever damage. And if because they once you pay for the car, you need to make sure that um, he was responsible for um, making finding that they have enough insurance, etc. So no, they both have to pay half. Mm. Okay, thank you, Sharon Lee. Yeah, thanks. A contrary, I love it. It was a contrarian uh, opinion for being our last one. Uh, Sharon, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I have a horrible memory with uh, Sharon Lee is usually the one that calls in with. Uh, she's usually on the opposite side of whatever we say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I love. I love. Uh, thank you, Sharon Lee, yeah, our dear friend. Just help us think of it in a different way. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, you could argue at there is a there is yeah. a there is a uh, argument to be made on uh, Sharon Lee's point. It so. also depends on the friend too. I mean, my my bestie, yeah. we get in an accident, she's driving. I'm there. We're paying half. I I don't care. But yes. you know, it, it, yeah. I mean, it could ruin potentially ruin this friendship down yep. the road too. So if it's worth There's it, or that. Not, yep. When we come back. Holly Roberts has a collection of the big stories in Hollywood as long as Hollywood remains open. Thing Entertainment. Hey, everybody, it's Jace for Red Cow and Red Rabbit. If you go to my Instagram right now, just uh, follow me, Jason Matheson. You will see all of the new nibblies in the new happy hour at Red Cow and Red Rabbit because it's now official. Red Cow and Red Rabbit have the happy hour. It is bigger and better than ever. Let's start with Red Cow. It's available Tuesday through Friday, 2 to 5.30, so longer than uh, than it used to. And they've divided it into a $6, $7, and $8 menu. $6 tap beers and wine. $7 margaritas. Uh, they have a classic margarita, a strawberry Fresno, and a mango. Their $8 menu is the food. Their homemade chips and dip that I always talk about. Ahi tuna crisps. Homemade cheese curds, truffle fries, double barrel sliders, and their 60-40 sliders. Over at Red Rabbit, their cocktails under their $7 menu, it's all about martinis. So this week, run to Red for happy hour. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning, live on My Talk. Time to get caught up with the big stories in the world of entertainment in Hollywood with the Dirt Alert with Holly Roberts. Hello, Holly. Oh, hello. Uh, Kevin Spacey is in a London courtroom today facing 12 sexual assault charges. The jury selection beginning today, Kevin Spacey telling uh, the judge uh, that jury familiarity with his film should not be a barrier to serving. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. 
on this court. Now, the judge has um, excused 16 potential jurors already for personal reasons, including work and caring commitments of the remaining jurors. 14 were selected, 12 as the actual jury, two alternates. So they have been selected and the trial moves forward. Hmm, wow. Interesting mm-hmm. that they would allow that. Well, it's going to be very hard to find somebody that doesn't have even a passing familiarity with one of his projects. Oh, yeah. Over the course you know? of decades. Yeah. So yeah. many different things. So, yeah, just because, you know, a Kevin Spacey movie doesn't mean that you can't serve on the jury in this sexual assault trial. So seems fair. Yeah. Moving forward in London today. Let's talk about, uh, hold on, uh, Hollywood. Oh, yes. Is it still open? Yeah. Okay. Hollywood is still kind of open for business right now. But uh, moving forward in the SAG after negotiations, Meryl Streep, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Jennifer Lawrence, and hundreds of other actors have signed a letter telling SAG after leadership that they're prepared to strike in order to achieve what they're calling a transformative deal. Now, uh, SAG-AFTRA, the Actors Union, is currently negotiating with the major film studios. Fran Drescher, who's the president of SAG-AFTRA, said earlier this week that talks were productive. However, they're racing against the clock to make a deal by Friday. And if they don't make a deal by Friday, maybe it will get extended or maybe the actors are striking too. Ooh. And then bring in the costumes and the makeup and the wigs and get ready for Hollywood, California to be a spirit Halloween store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Just yeah. A big, big spirit Halloween store. It's just going to be one of those robotic skeletons on yeah. the corner of Hollywood and Highland. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> all it'll be. It's all it'll be. Oh, you'll be able to get, what do they call it, Legs Avenue? Whatever the the uh, sexified uh, the Halloween costumes. Oh, you can be like, yes. You could be like sexy Barney Rubble. Yeah. <laughs> Which, oh, yeah. <laughs> With artisan made. That's right. Accessories. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, this is not good. Yeah, the further we get away from this, and, and writers may be finding better jobs. Yeah. It's, 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 this is going to be going on for a while. I yeah. just have a horrible feeling. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, mark your calendars. June 30th is the deadline. Uh, maybe we'll get more news on Friday. Otherwise, if the actors strike and the writers strike, oh, boy. We're not going to have a lot to talk about. Oh, six months from now, it's going to be a little bit. <laughs> it's going to be entertainment tumbleweeds. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on from that, let's uh, talk about Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. So their Spotify deal is done, but their Netflix deal and their partnership with the streaming service continues to move on because a spokesperson for Netflix told People that their content creation company, Archwell Productions, is currently working on several projects with Netflix. Yeah, oh. I mean, that was that was great success, right? We all watched that and got, yeah. got great ratings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that would be Harry and Meghan, which was their docuseries that gave insight to their relationship with the rest of the royal family. We got to know how Harry and Meghan got to know each other. And yes, it was very, very popular. Also, uh, Heart of Invictus 
follows a group of athletes that competed in the Invictus Games, which is Prince Harry's uh, uh, competition for wounded service personnel. So they're, they're doing things. Yeah. Well. They're making stuff. If we see it, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe. Maybe. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. I mean, <sighs> do we have hope? That they're able to come become super producers and champion no. interesting pro- no. projects. No, well, the track I, record's not great. <laughs> no, that's the only bad thing. Yeah, mm. Yeah, mm. I, 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 I'm a fan, but oof, it's getting hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, getting hard. <laughs> Just being honest. Huh? Does anyone have seventy million dollars? Anyone have seventy million dollars? Um, Jason, no, do you have seventy million dollars? Alexis, do you have seventy Knock million some dollars? Zeros off, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, because Rod Stewart is not going to take a penny on your seventy million dollars for his LA mansion. Okay. Oh darn. Yeah, it's thirty-eight thousand five hundred square feet in Beverly Hills. He's asking seventy million dollars, and apparently he's going to be really stubborn for it because he's not going to take a penny under what he asked for. He doesn't want to sell it. The kids don't want him to sell it either. He said, there's too many fond memories. I've lived in L.A. since 1975, and I adore the place. But apparently, it's time for Sir Rod to liquidate. Mm. So you better have some cash. Wow. Lex, maybe if we put our money together, we can Yeah. With about 200 other people. Right. Oh, yeah. (laughs) uh, Some blades of grass. That's right. You can Mm -hmm. take the doorknob from one of the days of the week toilets. (laughs) Right. In Rod Stewart's house. Yeah, I wonder if it's going to be just get to it where he has to sell it. You know, at some point that might happen too. Yeah, I like that he's sticking to his uh, sticking to his um, financial morals on this one. But we'll see. You know what? Someone's going to be buying this at a bargain. Oh yeah, yeah. fire sale. Yeah, no fire sale. I think Rod Stewart's going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, I think even with a fire sale, um, he'll be he'll be good. He'll be good. <laughs> More of these stories at mytalk1071.com. When we come back, I really, 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 really hate something. Um, next. Cherry Ray. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. On my talk. Everything entertainment. Everything drunk woman on TV. I'm on TV right now. I'm Jace and Lex and Holly. Hey! Hey, I'm on TV right now. And I love his butt. Yeah, I know you do, drunk lady. I know you do. We monster truck it up. That's right, monster truck it up, girl. Monster Big truck it up. Or grave digger. Yeah. Uh, programming note tomorrow. Well, this evening I'm seeing Indiana Jones. I will have a review uh, tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. But right now, uh, I have a TV taste test of something that we uh, watched yesterday. And um, yeah, here we go. What is this? A taste test? Taste test. I'm in. Oh, can I just try a little sample? Give me a taste. Just a bit. Just a taste. It tastes cheesier. Let your taste decide. Jason and Alexis present TV Taste Test. I'm reviewing Glamorous on Netflix today. And it is a show 
about Marco, a 20-something, gender non-conforming queer man who works at a makeup counter at a department store at a mall and runs into um, this show's version of Estee Lauder, who is played by Kim Cattrall. Mm-hmm. Her name is Madeline Anderson. And in a shocking twist, after about 14 seconds of meeting Madeline, Madeline offers Marco a job. And that was the first time I threw a plate at my TV. <laughs> Here's the trailer, a little bit of the trailer, and we will discuss this program on the other side. Hey guys, it's me, Marco. And makeup is my life. I got you a job. I already have a job. You got to join the real world. It's all yours. We'll get that fixed. You're literally Madeline Addison. What do I do? Do I bow? I'll bow. Please don't. Why does the supermodel of the world start a makeup empire? Because nobody thought I could. I know someone who might be hiring. Glamorous by Madeline is one of the industry's most respected beauty brands. I'm Madeline's first assistant. As far as you're concerned, I'm everything and everyone that matters to you during your time here. So pay attention. Marco, this job isn't just glitter and glamour. It's hard work, too. How's the new kid doing? It's a bad influence on my mother and this company. It's going to gas queen us into bankruptcy. I can't remember in the last few months where I have hated something more than I have hated Glamorous. Um, I got through 22 minutes of it, of a 43-minute premiere. And my husband said, either we stay married or you turn this show off. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> And I chose Colin. <laughs> um, this is atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. It is a cheesy carbon copy of better movies and shows that deal with the same issues. It is a fax, it is a lame facsimile of Ugly Betty. And the devil wears Prada. It is a horrible facsimile of the two shows I mentioned. And it is so, it, it is not, it, it, look, I love that the representation of the main character I find delightful. I find that's great. I, it, it's, again, representation matters. And to have the lead be a non-conforming queer man as a member of the community, I think that's wonderful. And bravo to Netflix for greenlighting the show. I just wish the show that this lead was in was better. Because it also does something. Now, if I'm going to talk about representation, it also does something. And I wonder, Lex, if, if this is what you were you thought that I would say. This does what this does to gay folks 
what I can't stand that show sometimes do. And that is every gay person that this lead, every that admit Marco, every person that Marco comes into contact with is a perfectly fit, gorgeous, carved out of cream cheese gym bro. Or they look like they just stepped out of a magazine. And even I'm the sorry, nerdy guy too. At even work. the nerdy guy. Every every gay guy is 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 what Instagram tells you that every gay guy looks like, and it is infuriating. He accidentally gets into an Uber, and oh my god, there's a beautiful, perfectly fit man in a tank top uh, who is a gym bro, and I'm. Uh, it is nauseating. It is absolutely nauseating. And such a uh, look, I know it's fantasy. Now, let me for what I just said, let me let me put a little asterisk and say this is aspirational. It's very Emily in Paris and yes. Sex in the City and even Ugly Betty in terms, uh, you know, uh, we want pretty we want to look at pretty people. I get all of that. So don't even email. I get it. But I'm telling you, it is it is exhausting that this is constantly what Hollywood puts out there. Because I'm really sorry, this isn't... If you want a really good, honest representation of the true rainbow of what gay guys... Because I can only speak because I'm a gay guy. But what, what gay men really look like, go watch the other two. That is a hilarious send-up of what's pissing me off with this show. And I'll talk more about that show tomorrow. Mm. Um, but... Oh, God, I hate it. <laughs> yeah. And one more note for Miss Cattrall. Yeah. How did you think well, my, she did? Here's the, the for all of her bluster about I'm walking away from Samantha because I want to try other types of roles. No, you don't. Yeah. You're playing Samantha again. It is very Samantha. I agree. You are playing Samantha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is, you're just playing Samantha. And you played a version of Samantha in Mannequin. But now you're doing it again. I yeah. That might it. be the only rules that are being offered right now, too, Jace. You know, we're also, I said this yesterday, we're probably not the demo for this okay. show. That, you know, it's very CW. It is. But it's, but Lex, don't you agree? It's so cliche. It's so dumb. Like, they literally took a shot from Ugly Betty when Betty slams into the glass door in the office yeah. in episode one. They did that. And then he fumbles with a water cooler and he drops the, the, the jug. It's so, it's, it's, it's low-hanging fruit. Oh, it is. It's bad, it's bad writing. It's just every cliche of the new person in the office. And, and, her, and then Kim Cattrall's son, the villain... Oh, oh, God. That's not real. Yeah, that that's feels not. Weird. Oh, God. He's so fake. It's like an 80s villain from a horrible 80s teen movie. Do you think that Glamorous was written by Chat GPT? <laughs> oh, mm. Holly, a great question. <laughs> I say that with full, fully sarcastic, but it sounds like from both. Jason and Alexis, both your reviews of Glamorous, that this that the writer's room just took very, very liberal liberties in ripping off previous shows and mashing them together and trying to make something new. Yeah, this is like you're right. This is like they took dough 
they took dough from other shows. Like there, there's a big dough ball. Yeah. And they took pieces of dough from Ugly Betty. And- Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. And the pieces, and they matched it together, and they overworked it. And what happens when you overwork dough? The dough sucks. Terrible bread. Terrible bread. Terrible biscuits. Mm-hmm. The horrible analogy, and I recognize that, but I'm just... <laughs> we're going there. Yeah. We're going. <laughs> True, though. It's just... Oh, God. Colin literally... Colin did look at me, and he goes, we cannot watch this. We have to turn this <laughs> off, or I'm divorcing you. <laughs> uh, glamorous is what we're talking about on Netflix. Yeah. This is probably worth skipping. Oh, Kim. I want to try other types of rolls. <laughs> Okay. I love you, Kim, but no. When we come back, a fun way to end the show, a cheese ball, cheese-a-rama extravaganza that will make Holly Roberts and some of your hearts flutter. Hey, friends. Alexis for David and the team at First Equity. You got a mortgage question? Are you thinking about refinancing, maybe getting your first home? Well, your first call should be to David and the team at First Equity. They've worked in our market for 23 years and counting. They're an independent mortgage broker, so you get that personalized attention you need and deserve. This is a big financial decision that you're making, and whether it is your first or your 50th, they've got you. They'll meet you where you are and hold your hand through the process. Conventional, FHA, VA, first-time home buyer. They can do all of, they can do it all. They can do all of these types of loans and they'll set you up with the right one that makes financial sense for you. So all you need to do is make your appointment and they make it very easy. 763-251-8000. They also, because they're independent, they can shop multiple lenders. They're not specifically attached to a bank. It's very nice. Use my talk keyword. David. Jason and Alexis in the morning. On my talk 1071, everything entertainment, everything cleaning the mammary duct. That's right. I'm Jace with Lex and Holly. If you want to understand that joke, listen to hour two of our show. We were master debating. That's right. <laughs> Okay, so when we can, we try to end the show on something fun and goofy, a fun story, a fun sound. Anyway, leave you on a good note. This is just a a deep cut, as as they call it. And it's just a fun little nugget of pop culture that I thought would put a smile on your face. Not funny per se, but it's a hoot. And it's a look at a certain period of time in television, in in popular culture, and in uh, America. When the networks really ruled pop culture, it was movies, music, and the networks, the big three at the time, ABC, NBC, and CBS. Uh, we've often played uh, in our commercials and in, when we did uh, TV themes, you've heard me play the big grand network jingles that used to promote the fall lineup 
from the various networks. You, I, I sometimes play the one, um, still the one. You'll, yeah. you'll hear me play that from time to time from ABC. Well, in, in searching for some more, I found one that I, I think I played like five, six years ago, and it cracked me up, and I immediately thought Holly Roberts would just be sent into the stratosphere with this, and therefore I'm sure some of you too, because you're probably around our age. This is an ad that did actually run on television, and it was a it was during the campaign of Still the One. And it featured every star on ABC that year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and what when year I, are we talking? We are talking the 1979-1980 season of television. Oh, boy. So it's all Gary Marshall shows. And wait till you hear. Now, when I say it features... Every star, ABC thought it would be a good idea to literally list every star on their network (laughs) that year. Wow. And I am not kidding. That's a lot. So when you hear this list, it will bring you back to a certain time and listen to some of the names that were under the ABC banner in 1979. This really aired. Here we go. This year again, when America watches ABC, they'll be watching Friends. Friends like Ricardo Montalban, John Hurt, Goldie Hawn, Robert Urich, Jim McKay, Cheryl Lamb, Robert Wagner, Donna Pesco, John Travolta, Ron Howard, Rona Barrett, Dick Van Patten, Susan Blakely, Cindy Williams, Ron Moody, Pal Linden. Diane Keaton, Andy Kaufman, Irma Bombeck, Billy Crystal, Hugh Downs, Ivy Brennan, Lou Gossett, Jacqueline Smith, Gavin McLeod, Benji, Robert Dion, Peter Sellers, Catherine Hellman, Frank Redden, Mark Carney, and Eddie Marshall. We know Stephanie Powers, Peter Strauss, Jackie Gleason, and Tom Bosley. Oh, we're not done. Like Phil Foster, Danny DeVito, Don Merritt, Donna Summer, John Ritter, Hervé Villachez, Robin Williams. Give it to me, Tattoo. I want to wear it. That's my fantasy. John Denver, Max Robinson, Shelley Hack, Burt Reynolds, Joyce DeWitt, Robert Van Dam, David Hartman, Betty Garrett, Terry Como. Ron Glass, Mary Lou Henner, David Doyle, Diana Canova, Catherine Damon, Michael McKean and David Lander, Peter Jennings, Pat Boone, The Osmonds, Frank Gifford, Susan Richardson, and Norman Bell. This really <laughs> Wait, we're, are we done? We're done. Oh, finally. <laughs> Barry Manilow, Hervé Villachet, and Tom Bosley, all on the same network. Those two. <laughs> They had Benji and Irma Bombeck. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Benji.
Fuji. Oh, God. I cracked up. I was like, oh, my God. Who in the promotions department? Let's just do Here, I have a promotional idea. Let's just find out every star that's going to be in every show that's going to air throughout the season. And let's just list them. I mean, look, it was 1979. I think they were doing other things over at ABC. Okay. Oh, God. (laughs) I, I seriously... I cracked up. That first like verse, I guess we'll say three verses. Yeah. He was he was like in beat, like was he? Yeah, Lex, it almost I felt like a lyric. Yeah. And yeah. then by the end he's just like John Hirsch, Goldie Hawn, Robert Urich, Jim McKay, Cheryl Lamb, Robert Wagner, Donna Vesto, John Travolta, Ron Howard, Rona Barrett, Dick Matt. Yeah, Rona Barrett's when it kicks off. Yeah, Rona Barrett's. That nice beat. It's like, oh. Andy Kaufman, Irma Bombeck, Billy Crystal, Hugh Dow, Ivy Brennan, Lou Gossett, Jacqueline Smith, Gary Bob. Benji! Benji made it! Benji was a hot star in the 70s. Benji made the cut, girl. Oh! Oh, hey, and speaking of our closer, this was a hot show that year on ABC, Laverne and Shirley. That's, oh, yeah. That's going to do it for us. If you're a kid <laughs> listening and you're being bullied, go out there and be yourself because nobody can tell you you're doing it wrong. Right, Lex? That's right. You be you. Have a fantastic day today. We love you so very much. And we'll talk tomorrow. Donna and Steve experience up next. Bye for now.